Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bear and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Scott. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to get freedom from the nasty word uh, called budgeting. Yeah, everyone's favorite four-letter word, right? Budgeting. Yeah, no one likes this word. Um, you know, I don't like the word either. But as as you and I have worked with many of clients now, as well as you and I, our different conversations that we have with one another, there's three steps that we've we think can enable you to really get over the word of budgeting and really have almost this flexibility of being able to spend your money without the worry of overspending, which is the whole reason for budgeting. Right. <laughs> so that's what you're going to get today is these three steps. But before we get there, Alex, what are we drinking today? Uh, so today we are drinking supplication from Russian River. It is a sour brown ale. Um, for those people who aren't familiar with Russian River, highly recommend it. It's a uh, brewery out of California. They put out some of the best beers uh, around, and they are very widely known. So if you aren't familiar with Russian River, uh, go check it out. Yeah, it's a it's a sour ale, as Alex said. Uh, not my cup of tea. Uh, I've had. I keep trying them, Alex, actually, and still haven't found one that I like, but uh, Alex is a sour, I'll give him, I'll give, I'll boost your head a little bit here and call you a connoisseur. But in the end here, um, if Alex says it's a solid sour, I trust that and you should definitely test it out here. Yeah, this is, this is one of my favorite uh, sour beers. Um, like my favorite two breweries when it comes to sour are uh, Russian River and Cascade. Um, Cascade typically does more of the fruity stuff. Uh, uh, Russian River does more of like a traditional beer that then adds a, a, a sour flavor to it, as opposed to being more of like a, uh, the, the fruit. So, so for those of you who are sour flavor. lovers, make sure you try this out. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's jump into the topic at hand here, Alex. So as we started talking about, right, the, this four-letter word, it's not actually four letters, but we treat it like that uh, as this word called budgeting. And there are three steps to help you get over that, that negative connotation of budgeting or just get over it from a standpoint of, I think people will analyze their budget too much. Like they actually spend a ton of time looking at, okay, how much time do I go to the local brewery or the local Starbucks or what have you and add up where all of their pennies are going? Well, and like, the reason why people don't like budgeting, or at least from the conversations that we've had is that nobody wants to be told how to spend their money. And so these three steps that we're going to walk through are designed to give you freedom from that like for me, it was always something where, um, like I, I don't like budgeting. Um, and this gave me a ton of freedom the first time I came around this concept. Um, so step one, protect your income. Yeah. So as your income's coming in the door, this is pre-retirement that we're talking about for, for this stage is, the income is what enables you to build assets and enables you to um, lower your liabilities. Uh, 
and enables you to live your life, right? It's the all, it's the be all for for most people, right? Because right. most people don't inherit inherit a ton of money where they don't actually have to go to work for a living, right? What well, just to ask yourself the question, like, okay, if my income stopped tomorrow, how long could I go live in my lifestyle before I'd have a problem and I'd run out of money? And we've done a whole episode on protecting your income. So we're not gonna we're not gonna beat the dead horse here too much. However, we will always bring it up from the standpoint of look, no one likes insurance, and this isn't all insurance talk, but the bulk of it is protecting yourself from premature death. Uh, you know, disability, health concerns, lawsuit, right? There's also the legal documents that go into play here. But that income is the vital resource you have to have to do everything you want in life, right? Your dreams, your goals, your aspirations for your children, everything. Is that worth protecting? Like that mindset helps get over the initial cost mindset, if you will, of what it is to protect your income. And the second step to this is saving 15 to 20% of your income. You know, you've heard the concept of pay yourself first and that this is a take on that concept. If you're saving 15 to 20%, it almost doesn't matter where, it almost doesn't matter how, it almost doesn't matter what, you're going to be successful. Like this is the number one success factor for folks with financial planning. I would love to tell you that it's Ryan, Alex, myself, uh, or any other comprehensive financial planners out there are the reason why people succeed or fail. And that's not true. It's your, it's your savings rate that will largely dictate whether you are successful or, or failing in this, in this area. Yeah. You know, going back to protecting your income, right. That, that cash flow that's coming in the door, if you're protecting it, and then you're also saving 20%, right? What are the chances you're going to succeed? What are the chances that you're going to hit that like target wealth number that will enable you to live the life that you want? Extremely high. Um, and one of the conversations that we have with our clients is that we, we talk to them about the vast majority of our clients will tell you that they would rather achieve 95% of their wealth potential with near certainty then have the possibility of getting to 100% of their wealth potential with the likely outcome of falling well short of that somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 to 70%. Yeah, it, all of that, what all of that means is most people have this 5% or 10% savings rate and they're relying upon the market, the rate of return to either make their target wealth or to fall very, very short of their target wealth. And the rate of return aspect, you can't control. Yeah, that's that's one aspect of it. And the other aspect of it is not protecting your income. So save 15 to 20%. And guess what you get to do with the rest of your money, which is step three. You get to enjoy it. Do whatever the heck you want with the rest of it. You now have total freedom in terms of how you spend it. So long as you're not spending more than 100% of your income and you adhere to protecting it and saving 20%. Yeah, I mean, 
I know we oversimplified this for, for those of you who are listening and that are, maybe you are saving, you know, five or 10% and you're hearing this 20% number and you're like, holy crap, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. We get that. However, if you have that goal and that mindset in place, you're going to get there quicker than you think, just from the aspect of most of the time, your income is going to go up every year. And you're going to get some bonuses involved, right? Your, your income is going to happen. And if you can save even 50% of that increase, you're going to get to 20% really, really quick. Yeah, it's, it's having that mindset and then focusing on it a little bit. It, it is amazing what happens for our clients when they focus on savings rate instead of rate of return. Because now they can fully control these things and they can look at it and go, oh, well, yeah, no, I don't really want that. That falls into the category of other. These are the things that are important to me. And they start doing and living life and spending their money with what is line, in line with their values. Well, think about how much simpler your life just got from the aspect of, okay, if something happened to my income, well, guess what? I protected against major threats to my income. So I'm good there. I'm saving 15 to 20%. So I really don't have to focus on budgeting from the aspect of how much money went to Starbucks that week. So if I've got those first two things handled, I get to spend the rest. I get to go on the month long Maui trip or the international trip to Greece that I've always wanted to do with my wife, right? Like, or these, these different things that you've always wanted to do, it now frees you up to do that because you've handled the first two things. Yeah. And when like we get to do all the things that we want to do, we just have to understand we can't do all of them right now. We can't go buy the car and the house and the trip all at the same time, because then we start violating rules one and two. So all that to say, simplify your budgeting. And if you simplify it in the ways we just did it, it normally frees up a lot of brain space. And hopefully it brings down the stress level around financial planning and around, around money. Which takes us, Colin, Mr. Collins, to the question of the day. Our question today is how much are you saving? And the easiest way to do this is to take the amount of dollars that you are systematically saving, whether that's 401k into an investment account, into a savings account that you're then not redirecting back into, into spending. And that is the key because a lot of people will tell us, oh yeah, I'm saving 500 bucks a month. Okay, great. Where's the money going? Oh, well, I then use it for trips or for Christmas or for birthdays or for whatever else. Okay, got it. So we're not really saving that money. We're putting it into a holding tank and just spending it down the road. It's your spending account, not your saving account. (laughs) Exactly. So make sure that you understand the difference between them. And so long as you're saving it systematically, count that. And whatever that number is, divide that by your gross income. And that is your, your savings rate. So head over to beerandmoney.net and at the bottom of that page is a spot for you to either answer the question of the day, or if you have uh, any questions and you want to engage with us more on a one-on-one level, there's a spot for you to find uh, a way to get on our calendar. Should that make sense? We hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, Alex. Cheers. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow AR Insurance License, number 1531912. CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License, number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2021-127411. Expiration September 2023.